The following is a presentation of Muddy River Sports. Once again, it's time to break it down. This is the Muddy River Breakdown Podcast. We need a song. We do. Yeah. See, here's the thing. We got a little intro music. Yeah. But we need something that's us. I agree. We got to come up with something. Yeah. Between sure you and what. I, <laughs> we kind of have differing music. True. Um, uh, what we have now is a, a little riff, a little heavy metal, hard yeah, rock that's riff. That's right up your alley. That's right up my alley. Yeah. Your alley is a little different. It is. It's it's a little bit more, I don't know, hip hop ish. Yes. You know I what I mean? Say that. Yeah. Uh, but I like all kinds of music. Same here. So, all like, kinds. you know, I'm sure I'm sure we can find something yeah. that fits the two of us and uh, would be a good intro music to carry us through, or, or a good theme music. Do we need lyrics, or is it just going to be like a... I don't know. It's just going to be an instrumental. Maybe we need lyrics. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to have our own song. I, that's what I'm Let's saying, commission Sean. somebody to give us yes, a song. Yes, yes. Anybody out there that wants to do it for us? There we go. If yeah. you're listening, and you want to write us a song... To be our theme music for the Muddy River Breakdown. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Please. Submit it. Correct. It would be awesome. Yeah. We'll get you something if you... Oh, if we we'll take care it. of you. Yeah. You'll get some royalties. Right. You know? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea. I can't wait to... I really hope somebody I submits do too. something. Oh, I do too. Again. Come on. <laughs> Bring us your best. Yeah. We'd love to have you write us a theme song. What are the stipulations? It has to have Muddy River Sports somewhere in there. It has to have the Muddy River Breakdown. What, what are the Muddy, what are River, the Muddy River Breakdown? You know, it has to have the word breakdown in there. Okay. That's the stipulation. That's the only stipulation I'm going to put on it. Yeah. Do you like Tears for Fears? I do like Tears for Fears. Yeah, they've got a song called, uh, I think it's Breakdown or Break It Down Again or something to that effect. Okay. That could be, if we want to go mainstream, we could, we could go that way. We could. See, Guns N' Roses has a song, Breakdown. Oh, they do. Okay. They do. That's... That's kind of the one we're playing off of right now. So I like it. Yeah. There's some others out there. There is. But we, we got to find the right one, the one that fits us. Correct. That's why I think if we could have one that's personalized, yeah. customized, one that's there, There's got to be somebody out there with enough ingenuity and, and charisma to take care of this for us. Correct. There's got to be a poet, somebody with a good poet sense to them that can write music, <laughs> you know. How would they submit it, Chuck? Let, uh, them, let them know. Just, yeah, yeah. You can email us at sports at muddyrivernews.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Chuck Sports. Uh, fire away. Here, here's my cell phone number. I've never thrown it out there. Oh, yeah? It's on our website. Okay. So, but 217-440-8386. Hit me up. So. I like it. Yeah. Somebody out there got to submit something. Get us rolling here. We need it. We yeah. need it. Especially now that we're in that interlude. You know, obviously, we don't have much of an interlude between basketball and, and spring sports or winter sports and spring sports, but we're at that stage. Yeah. You know, we're spring sports are gearing up, basketball's finishing off. You know, we'll have be completely done with a high school basketball scene this weekend mm-hmm. uh, with the final state tournament. Um, obviously, none of our area teams have reached the boys' state tournament, so we're we're done locally as far as basketball goes. Um, but we're still paying attention to what goes on there especially with a Western Big Six conference school in the Final Four this weekend. Yeah. I mean, you've got Moline. You've got East St. Louis knocking off SHG on Monday night. In a a double over – was it double overtime? Yeah, double double overtime. overtime. You got Waterloo Jabot winning on a last-second shot to defeat Illini Bluffs who went to Camp Point Central season. A lot of good storylines. Waterloo Jabot ended Payson's season in the sectional. So, I mean, so, yeah, a lot of great storylines. A lot of fun things to look forward to 
um, this weekend with the the Illinois Boys State Tournament. Um, How good is that Metamora East St. Louis game going to be? Oh, it's going to be dynamite. Dynamite. I would pay to be at that game. Okay. I I just dropped a dynamite. How many people listening to us actually know what that reference is? I'm not many. I'm guessing. I'm not many, I'm guessing. I'm guessing very few. (laughs) I love Jimmy Walker. I do too. Yeah. (laughs) Dynamite. Dynamite. So, yeah. So, we're going to wrap up a little, do a little wrap up of basketball here today. Look ahead to some baseball, some fun stuff going on. What's going on in your world? Lots. I mean, lots. It's been it's been a fun uh, high school basketball season. Yep. I, I feel fortunate that that you and Bob and David and others trusted me to be able to go out and cover a few games, which is oh, awesome. It's you been know, fantastic. You've done a fantastic job. It's been good. You'll be employed here forever. Now. Oh wow! Yeah. I just needed well, to get li- that press lifetime contract weeks. now. Wow. Man. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I'm glad I've, I followed. I passed all of the uh, initial <laughs> guidelines. No, it's no been, in all honesty, fantastic job helping us this well, year. Well, yeah, you as well. You as well. You know, so. it's been fun to to be able to get out there and see things. I know we got some topics we want to hit on today. Yeah, especially some of our top moments. And we'll get there. Yeah. You know, but uh, I think it's been a fantastic basketball season. I really enjoyed it. Um, man, it's 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 a shame it's over. I know, and it's a shame that's. Some careers are overs. Yes. I mean, some girls and guys that we'll never see in a high school scene anymore, and some that are playing for the last time, some that are continuing on. Uh, Arguably the greatest high school basketball player, at least statistically, that's ever come through this, girls or boys. I mean, you're right up there with Bruce Douglas, I would imagine, as top two players that have ever come through here from a basketball side of things. You could make so many arguments for that case. Um, and we're talking about Abby Shrek, Quincy Notre Dame senior, finished her career with more than 2,500 career points. Um, amazing. Just amazing. Uh, led Notre Dame to back-to-back state tournament appearances, a state title as a junior, third place finish as a senior. And we could go on and on and on with all the accolades she's received and in and, and that sense. Um, but one of the things we were going to talk about uh, right off the bat was our favorite moments from yeah. this basketball season. And she has one of mine. And inevitably, it, and it comes in a loss. Unshockingly, it comes in a loss. Um, but the day she broke Jordan Frerich's career scoring record at Quincy Notre Dame happened in Columbia in the Sophie Cunningham Classic um, with Sophie Cunningham, who was a college teammate of Jordan Frerich's, yeah. you know, in the house um, with Norm Stewart in the house. It just it, – it was just – it was so neat to see, and so neat to see the reaction afterward from the people around the, you know, around Mizzou. And, you know, Norm had a conversation with Abby. Sophie Cunningham made sure to get pictures taken with Abby. And, you know, and all the all the things that went on around that game. And here it is, their first loss of the season. They had won their first seven games uh, Notre Dame had. Yeah. And lost to Columbia Rockbridge in that game. Uh, then won 27 straight after that. Um <laughs> Not bad. No. <laughs> but it was just – and I know it's a loss. So, I, you know, I, but, but the moment of her breaking that record in a town where she's going to go play in college, where the person whose record she broke played in college, with college teammates of Jordan Frerichs in the house, you know, just, just all the pieces to the puzzle that day. The only thing missing was the victory. But uh, – just a, an amazing, just so many amazing moments for Abby Shrek throughout her high school career. 
Um, and that was just that was one that stood out to me from this season. Yeah, for me, it was you know I I I like you guy that covered tons of games a lot more than I did. I picked a game that I covered. I picked a game that I was at um, rather than something that I saw from afar or read about in Muddy River Sports. Um, Rumble on the River, last game of the shootout, December twenty second of this past year. Fifteen some games that were played. Fun basketball. Not a lot of there weren't a lot of close games, I, I, if I recall. But uh, but this one came to a last second shot. Southeastern's Owen Rig on the last yep. second of the last game of the last you know of that shootout. Four days of basketball hits a last second shot. He'd never ever shot hit a game winning shot. Right. Not at the first grade level, the sixth grade level, the eighth grade level, the J whatever it is. Right. And he hits one to beat Bunker Hill, which was state ranked as well. Both teams were state ranked, you know, and it was, you hate to say, you look back and say that was the pinnacle of the Southeastern season because, you know, unfortunately, Dandy Stevens gets hurt and we all know the story. They don't even make it out of the regional. In fact, they don't even make it to the regional championship game, blah, blah, blah. But just that moment of him making a last second shot, winning a game on the last game of the event, everybody was ready to turn the lights out on that tournament. And all of a sudden, Owen Rigg, you know, just you know, a magical brings moment. The place to their to their feet. What I remember specifically about that, you you covered the game for us here at Muddy River. I was there covering other games that night, um, but I stuck around and shot photos of that game. And what I remember is I had my camera focused on the ball. Ball gets inbounded. Owen Rick takes the shot, and I'm and, and he turned, and and it was one of those. Sometimes you miss the shot. Sometimes you get the shot because of a guy turns away from you and and you you have their back. That's what you get to take a picture of. Or they turn towards you to celebrate, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this worked out great. Well, he turned toward the bench, and I was sitting in that corner, and I'm like, perfect. And I start to click, and somebody walked right in front of me. <laughs> and I missed the reaction. And it, he had a great reaction right. to it. And I'm just like, oh, man. Oops. Nothing I could do about it. Nope. Still got a pretty good shot, though, as I recall. Yeah. Of him and, I believe, uh, the young uh, Fry. Mason Fry. Yeah, Mason Fry yeah, kind of celebrating. Did. Yeah. I did, but it was like the 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 actual, the the moment, you know, the moment he turns, somebody walked right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens. Right. You know, it does. You just, you just uh, go on. But, yeah, what a great moment. It was. What, that was. And you know what? The Rumble on the River was a great event. I mean, I thought... I thought throughout basketball season we had great events to go to and, and to to be a part of a, a, as media members and obviously the Quincy shootout being one of those. That was just such a fantastic event from from start to finish, mm-hmm. um, even as exhausting as it was being in the gym for thirteen games over a two day span. Still fantastic. Still wouldn't we'll do it again. You know, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just you, you go up and down the line, and it just felt like there was a great game somewhere all the time throughout the season. Yeah, I had not that not just that moment. I had an honorable mention moment. Um, it, went in, it went, goes to the last game I covered, and that was Camp Point Central losing this past Friday night mm-hmm. in the sectional championship to Illini Bluffs when they were down in the locker room and they had to come up some stairs and outside to the gymnasium. They had to go into the gymnasium from an outside set of doors Central fans lined up outside those doors mm-hmm. to 
congratulate those kids as they walked out. Tears flowing from these high school kids, especially the seniors. Yeah. You know, um, the, you know the the Gennabachers, the Wizkirkens, the you know um, the Carter Eilers, the kids that whose seasons is over or careers are over with. Right. They're all crying their eyes out, and their fans stood there to watch them walk out and applaud them. Stood in line and applauded them, and, and as they walked out. And what that that reminds me of something a year ago. But it it, uh, it it just tell, speaks to the volumes of what sports mean to these communities, what these kids mean to these communities. What when they when they put on that jersey, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, well, whatever it is, in whatever your community is, your wrestling singlet, your you know your golf shirt, what you know again. When you put on the shirt that, or jersey or uniform that says that community's name on it, that school's name on it, you know you've got a community behind you. And I know that's across the board that, that you know, we're not talking just this part of the state. It happens everywhere. But it's just a reminder of how special it is in these small communities that we get to cover, that we get to see, that we get to know. And it takes me back to last year at the state tournament. Um, Liberty finishes second to Yorkville Christian um, in the Class 1A state tournament in Champaign at State Farm Center. And they go, you know, they do the medal, you know, the medal ceremony and the trophy ceremony, and they do all that, and they go to the locker room, and they're done. And so they have to exit the building. And they got to come up a ramp from under the, you know, underneath the State Farm Center, and they come up a ramp to the parking lot. And their buses were parked toward the, near the top of that ramp. The fans, the Liberty fans, came out of the State Farm Center, went and waited. And they had to wait, and it was cold out. I mean, it was, if I remember correctly, temperatures in the 20s. Mm. It was cold out. And they stood there and waited for quite a while for those kids to come up the ramp. And so here the kids, here, here come the Eagles out of the building, and they're coming, walking up this very long ramp to the cheers of the Liberty community. Yeah. And, and central experience that again, a different scenario, but they come out of the locker room, come out of the gym and there's the central community to greet them as you described it. Um, again, I, I can't applaud these communities enough for the way they support their teams and the way they support their schools and, and the pride that goes into it, the pride of, I mean, look at, you know, you were on the road for regional and sectional. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, along the way, I missed some of those because of illness. Um, but I also got to go to a lot of places throughout the school year, throughout the season. And, and the, the sense of everywhere you go, the gym's packed, right? You know, and again, it just comes back to that sense of pride, that sense of community. Um, and every one of those student athletes, I hope appreciate that. Learns to appreciate that. In the moment, sometimes it's it's easy to forget about those things. You're you're a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid who's, you know, living your own life and thinking about college and thinking about girls and thinking about trucks and cars, you know, right. uh, you know, so many other things. But eventually I think you know, you figure it out how special those moments are for the community. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in St. Louis and and I've lived here now for 20 years, 21 years and and I still marvel at 
how much high school sports means to this area because growing up in St. Louis, it doesn't mean a lot, to be quite honest with you. You've got the Cardinals, you've got the Blues at that point. You know, you had the Rams, um, you've got now a soccer team, you've got SLU, you can go on and on. you got the Battlehawks, whatever it is. People care more um, from a larger demographic standpoint about those teams than they do their own high schools. It's different here. The high schools here, Matt, are their professional teams in their communities. No question. And and it's treated like that, right? I mean, these kids are... Worship. I mean, I saw little kids waiting for the Camp Point Central yep. kids to come out. They wait. They were the first ones yeah. that wanted to shake their hands. They were sitting out there in the glass, looking and waiting for them to come out. These yeah. kids are treated as, you know, as I, I grew up idols. in Quincy. Okay, Quincy University has had a, a history of success athletically. Um, we have a Division Two NCAA Division Two program right here in town. More people show up to Quincy High and Notre Dame than they do to QU. It's just a fact. It just it just is. And as much as you see some young kids out at QU games and enjoying themselves and getting to know some of the players and stuff, there's not that reverence. There's not that I want to be him someday type attitude. I grew up here in Quincy. Bruce Douglas and Michael Payne were heroes when I was growing up. You know, I remember the first time I had the opportunity to meet Michael Payne and it was like, I, you know, I shook his hand and was just like, oh my, I'm never washing my hand again. You know, yeah, it was one of those type of moments for me as an eight year old, you know, looking up at six foot 10, six foot 11, Michael <laughs> Payne, me standing there, a little chubby redhead with a red fro. Yeah. Just, you know, it was a Norman Rockwell painting in, in a lot of ways. My mom has said that and. You know, it's fun. It's fun to talk to Michael Payne and, and Bruce Douglas about those moments now. And now that you're older and you're friends with them and you, you right. can, you know, and you kind of laugh about those moments. But that's the way it was. And it's the way I see it still. I took a picture um, during, I think it was one of the regional games at Quincy High School. And there was a whole group of young kids, probably, you know, fifth, sixth grade, maybe, with sitting on the front row at Blue Devil Gym, and one of them's got a poster, and it said, like, go Bradley for Bradley Longcore. And I just, like, I got to get that picture, you know, because those those are the kids who want to be Blue Devils someday. And you see it at Notre Dame. You see kids that want to be Raiders, you yeah. know, and at Camp Point, that want to be Panthers someday. They they want to be an Isaac Gennenbacher or a Nick Moore eventually, you know, just like I'm sure Isaac Gennenbacher and Nick Moore wanted to be, you know, whoever came, you know, to, you know, 15 years ago. Correct. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago, you know, they, you know, every generation wants to be the, wants to be the next generation. Yeah. Um, and it's special. It just really is special. And a lot of it is, you know, this is, this is their main events of the week or the weekend, or this is yeah. what the community goes to. It is their event for the day, for the night, for the week. Yeah. This is what they look forward to. That's why they travel so well is because everybody's leaving the community to go as support yep. their team, whether it's an hour away or four hours away. You know, it's, that's what is so special. I didn't have that growing up. Like I didn't have... You know, I went to Clayton High School, and there weren't many people that I looked up to, yeah. uh, sadly, or however that you may look at that. I looked at looked up more to college and high school or right. professional guys, but it's different, which is but it's it special. Is. I think it's more special here when you have that when you're when everybody's into it together. And I and I know it's different now than like when I was growing up or when I was in high school or when I was in college, um, in certain pockets in certain areas. 
But I remember going to a Columbia Rockbridge game as a sophomore at Mizzou, and I was going to cover the game. And I got there early, you know, asked if I could sit behind the scores table. Sure. And I'm just having a conversation with someone. I said, so when's the crowd going to show up? And I'm guessing they had, you know, 400, 500 people there at that time. And they said, no, yeah, we'll get a few more, but this is about it. And I'm just kind of like, seriously. <laughs> not what you're used to. Yeah. And they're like, why? And I said, well, I said, this is not what I'm used to. And they're like, well, what are you used to? And I said, well, I, at my high school, there was 3,500 people at every home game, if not more. And they didn't believe me at first. And I explained where I was from and kind of gave them an idea. And, and like, oh, we've heard about that, <laughs> you know. And, 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 again, so, like, going to a school that didn't pack the gym, even for a big school, like, was just astonishing to me. Yeah. You know, obviously I've learned a lot more about other schools and other situations and since then. But it's – that's what you grew up with. And it didn't matter if it was Quincy High School or going to a game at Payson or Liberty – yeah, or going down to Pike County to Pittsfield or Barry or, you know, to Carthage. Gyms were always packed. No matter where you went, gyms were packed. Yeah. You know, and that's, to me, that's what makes basketball around here special. Yeah, totally different for me. It's the complete opposite. I came here and and I, I came to, I remember going to Blue Devil Gym for the first time and thinking, what in the world is going on here? Is there an NBA team that's going to show up later? Like, is this the prelude to you know, the Bulls and Lakers playing, you know, like, and it was, no, no. And I remember you telling me, yeah, dude, it's like this every night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? I yeah. mean, it was complete opposite for me. Right. I, but, I was but used to that. But you've seen it now. Yeah. Over and over again, no matter where it's been. Correct. You know? Yeah. And it's not just West Central Illinois. Like uh, the teams we cover in, in Northeast Missouri, it's the same way. Correct. You go to Palmyra on a Friday night for a, for a Clarence County Conference game. It's going to be packed, you know, and go to Highland. Even when they've struggled, it's going to be packed. You know, Monroe City has great – I mean, just go up and down the line. Yeah. I mean, what makes those sometimes special, too, are those week-long tournaments during the year. Yeah. Where, you know, and then it, it all culminates on those Saturday afternoons or evenings. Yep. And those championship games, I mean, it is wall-to-wall. It is standing room only. Yep. And uh, those events are incredible. Yeah. So, so, we've seen a lot of that this year, a lot of great moments. Um is there a team out there you would like to see more of, like to see again? You, team- know, you gave me those topics, and and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and you know what, Matt? It's it's a team I didn't get to see at all this year. Okay. It's a team that I, I want to, you know, you mentioned who's a team you want to see again. Yeah. I want to see a team I didn't get to okay. see at all. That's Quincy High. I okay. didn't get to see them once this yeah. year. You know, whether traveling with my own children or right. covering games that were opposite of, you know, maybe Notre Dame games or something else that right. I was at. I never once saw Quincy High, okay. as sad as that sounds. Um, that's a team that I want to see. They've got everybody coming back next year. I mean, that's the team that not only I want to see, but was one of the other topics that you that we you texted me the other night was right. who's who's a team you you know you that that it really is going to be special next year. Yeah. You know, one of those teams. Who do you think is going to be one of those teams to watch? They are, and Quincy, I will be one of those teams. They are the team. They are. It's the, not one of the teams yeah. in my mind. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. There's a couple others out there, and, and that that intrigued me. Um, and again, a team I never got to see in person, maybe on the live stream a couple times. Um, but that was the Palmyra girls. You know, it just you know every time, and, and it's funny because uh, Palmyra coach Tim Southers and I had talked about me coming over and talking to his team, and you know, 
you know, doing one of those, you know, speeches and, and, and conversations with those teams, you know, about handling how to deal with the media and that kind of stuff. And our schedules never worked. It just every single time we tried, the it just never worked. And it just seemed like every time they played a home game, I had another assignment I needed to be at or or something, you know, another reason I couldn't. And so I never got to see him play in person. And they bring almost everybody back. They had one senior yeah. in Abby Red. Um, and everybody else is coming back. And and they're extremely talented. They're still gonna be young, you know, they're still gonna be junior heavy next year. Um very I think, similar to the Quincy High boys in a way. Yeah, very much they? so. Yeah, yeah, very much so. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have a nice mix of, of juniors and seniors next year. And I think they're the team that's going to be the team to beat in Northeast Missouri next year. That's a good so one. So I gotta, I gotta make sure I get over there next year. That's a good one to to see them play. The other one I'm re- intrigued by, you know, and and like okay, so last year we knew Liberty was going to be good. We knew Southeastern was going to be good, um, and they were because they were senior laden. This year we had high expectations for Camp Point Central boys because they were senior laden. Brown County girls, Unity girls, again senior laden teams. We kind of. The teams we kind of pegged that were going to do well this year did well. And I sat down and who's who's that going to be next year? Who's a senior laden group that that's going to be okay? That's the team that's. I couldn't come up with one. Mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with one team that made me go. You know, get on the bandwagon now. But a team I think could be really good next year that showed some really good signs and only graduates two guys is Pace and Seymour. You know. I, I think they're a team to, to really keep an eye on next year. Well, they came um, – I know we talked a little bit about them midway through the year. They yeah. won the MVIT. We talked a little bit about tournament champions. And right. you and I talked – it was right when you and I kind of started this podcast. Correct. And we kind of talked a little bit about but, but but they still were kind of off the radar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of the regular season and then obviously that regional where they just took it to a whole different level. Oh, wow. And beat New Berlin and, and won a regional. I mean, that, that to me – put them on the map immediately yeah. i think it's a good i think it's a good call i would also look at the central southeastern girls yeah I mean, they don't lose a lot they don't i mean and and you know you're talking about a team that you know <laughs> got to the sectional championship and had to fight their way just to get yep. there and play state ranked teams and so that's a team i've got on my and list both of those teams when we sit here and talk about another topic of players we want to see more of players with the players that you know are on our radar to go to make sure we go see next year each one of those teams has one of those players, um, and actually Central South Eastern, you can you can name several. Honestly, <laughs> obviously Lauren Miller uh, and in all, all honorable mention all stater, um, incredible talent. You know, it's at Central Southeastern, but then you've got Brylin Lance, Parker Krim. I think has a huge upside. Um, so I, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, Carly Peters. You know, I could say I'm gonna I'm gonna miss somebody if I keep talking. Stevens, I mean, yeah, Amanda Stevens. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many you could talk about, um, but I think there's a you know a, a group there that you really need to get out and see. Um, and the other one for me is from Payson is Blake Schwartz, who just there were moments in this postseason run and, and late in the season where his shooting ability just carried Payson. I obviously Brian Deeker was the heart and soul of that team. But Blake Schwartz, as a sophomore, did some great things shooting the basketball. <coughs> Sorry about that. You got choked up just I, talking I about it. I did. Yeah. Um, but I think he's a guy to keep an eye on, to keep a guy and see, you know, how much does he progress? Obviously, we know he can shoot the basketball, especially from the perimeter. 
but I think he's got a huge upside. I got West Hancock boys on my list, too. I mean, they okay. graduate a couple of good boys. They graduate Brian Gerhart, Alec Himes, yep. Luke Jacko. Those are three really integral parts of their 20-plus win season. Yep. But they've got several guys coming back. Correct. I mean, that's a team that I look in, and you've got Nolan Hurt. You've got Gavin Grothaus. You've got Gage Scott. You've got Lewis Siegfried. I mean, those are some names that have catapulted yes. uh, uh, you know guys them. that came off the bench and, and had really special moments the second half of the year for them guys who shot the ball well that was a team that loved to shoot the basketball yeah, from the man, perimeter man they and they're bringing back shooters so I, yeah i think that's a great call on 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 players to watch and a team to watch yeah anyone else uh, i don't have that i'm good i'm okay. good no i mean i yeah that's it's, it starts to excite me yeah it does and, and and i'm looking forward to this weekend state tournament specifically to see what moline does Obviously, Moline's in the the final four for the first time since 1951. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good good number there, Sean. So, Didn't and, realize uh, that. Sean Taylor is at the state tournament for the third time as a head coach. Um, obviously, won a state title at Shelbyville. Took Macomb to the state quarterfinals. And now is there with Moline. Um, and there was a really cool moment. Um, I watched the game online mm-hmm. last night. Um, they beat as we go east. Uh, 59-55. Good game. It was a great game. And uh, afterward, you know, they're celebrating on the floor, and then they're, they're getting ready to take some pictures and stuff. And the and the camera followed him, but Sean Taylor darts away. And he runs over, and the, they played it at Redbird Arena. And he runs over, and he runs over behind the, the press table. And you see him go over to the stands. And immediately I'm thinking he's going to go hug his wife. First person to greet him was his son Kyle. Yeah, with a high five. That's cool. and it was just really neat. Then he hugged Lisa. Yeah, um, but that's it was awesome. just really neat to see him and Kyle have that moment, and then he and his wife have that moment, and just just thrilled for him. Yeah, and Kyle's part of that. I mean, I know we talk a lot about the Owen Freemans and the Brock Hardings and this yeah. and that, but Kyle was part of the the, know, the getting, lead up to this. Correct. Yeah. yeah, you know, now he's a freshman at Monmouth College, and but you know, he helped build this to that level. Um, no question about it. And uh, just just thrilled for a guy who's just a great dude. I agree with you, man. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, there, there is not one person I would pick, not one coach that I would pick outside of this area that I would want it more than for, for him. Yeah. He so, deserves it. And I, I'm, agreed. you know, it's it's great for, for that community and great for the conference. I'll be a Moline fan this weekend. Me too. So, well, how many times have you said that in your life? Very, very, <laughs> maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, between that and Rock Island or even Galesburg, I don't know if you've ever. Never with Rock Island, no matter what. That's hilarious. So, anyway, but now, so now we have to transition, though. So, uh, certainly, obviously, the state tournament wraps up. We'll have some fun college basketball stuff to talk about, obviously, with the NCAA tournament next week. Um we can talk a little Mizzou and Illinois. Yeah, they're both going to be in they're it. Both going to be in it, which Isn't is that great. Fantastic? Mizzou's the number four seed in the SEC tournament. Yeah. Wow. Uh, great year for Dennis Gates and the boys, and um, yeah. So we'll, well, and there'll be—I'm sure there'll be some other interesting little tidbits to talk about. But now we have to transition to baseball and spring sports and stuff, and and obviously we got spring training going on right now. The World Baseball Classic kicks off. Yeah. Are you interested at all? In no, that? really not. Not at no. all. I mean, I'll watch a few games. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm really I'm not, you know. Too intrigued by it, to be quite honest with okay. you. Some some guys are starting to drop off. Some guys right. are starting to not play anymore. Um, I don't know. There's some some little things I'm looking forward to, like Lars Newtbar playing for, is it Japan? Japan. I mean, you know, that's kind of cool. Being a Cardinals fan, we'll yeah. want to check in on some of those guys. Right. I'll, I'll watch the Team USA games. 
Yeah. Because it's kind of like an Olympic feel. Right. But I'm not going to sit down and watch, you know, Puerto I, Rico against Venezuela. I'm not scheduling myself to watch it. Like, I got to make sure I'm home at this time to watch this game. Like, I will, I'll turn it on when I'm home. Um, I'll pay attention to who's winning and who's losing and, and that kind of stuff. I find it intriguing. It's neat. It's not must-see TV for me or, or anything like that. The most intriguing part for me this year, you know, in, 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 other, in years past with the World Baseball Classic, I've paid cursory attention. You know, there's enough other stuff going on, college basketball and stuff, that, okay, when we get to, when we get to April, then I, baseball gets my attention. World Baseball Classic in March, okay, I'll pay attention, but it doesn't get undivided attention. This year's going to be a little a little different because we have a Quincy University player playing in the World Baseball Classic. Graham Spraker, former Quincy University right-hander who's now in the Tampa Bay Rays organization, um, is playing for Great Britain. So uh, his mom is from Hong Kong. Mm. And when she was born and raised in Hong Kong, it was under British rule. That's why he can play for Great Britain. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's, All it's, those loopholes. There's so many. I mean, yeah, there's so many intriguing parts to who can play for who and why and all that. But it gives him a chance to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. Will he get the opportunity? I don't know. He's going to be a reliever coming out of the bullpen for Great Britain, whose first game is against the United States on, on Saturday. Um, so who knows? We might get to see him right away. You never know. But, what a showcase. I mean, what yeah, a chance for him to, for, you know. For a guy who'd been in the Toronto Blue, Blue Jays organization, um, since leaving QU after after guiding the Hawks to the Division II World Series in 2017, he got drafted by the Blue Jays and been in their organization throughout. Um, got released toward the end of last year by the Blue Jays after getting he p- pitched all of last season AAA at Buffalo. Um, got released, got signed by the by the Rays. Um, so he, he went to their he's been in in their camp. Um, he got assigned to their their AA affiliate. Um, we'll see if he's, if that's where he starts, we'll see how the spring goes for him and, sure. and all those things. But yeah, Graham Spraker's pitching, supposed to pitch in the world baseball classic. That's a good local storyline. First QU player ever to do that. So isn't that cool? Which takes us to this week's top five. Yeah. Okay. So I had fun with this one. I did too. And, and there's so many ways we could have gone with this, with our, our list on this one. Okay. And again, to clarify with our top fives every week, these are our rankings. These aren't. These are our favorites. Our, you know, we're not saying these are the ultimate best and all those types of things. These are our personal rankings. So we went with this week's five best minor league team nicknames. Yeah. Now, I went with teams that are true minor league affiliates. I did too. So you I could, didn't do independent. I didn't do collegiate. I, I, didn't, do I didn't either. So I just went. I went straight five minor league affiliates of major league teams. Um, because when, if you get into the independent leagues and, and that kind of stuff, there's some wild nicknames. <laughs> yes, there are. Uh, really I, but, but, but an honorable mention for me comes from an independent league. And, and the only reason I bring it up is because I love the story behind it. And it's the Texas Air Hogs. They play in Grand Prairie, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Their home facility is where... QU played the Division II World Series in in 2017. So that's how I know this. The Air Hogs. H-O-G-S. Yeah. A-A-I-R. H-O-G-S. Air Hogs. And it was about pilots from World War II that were Texas-based. And and so they had, you know, you go and you could read about it in the planes and, you know, 
it, I just love the story behind it. So Air Hogs were have become one of my favorite team nicknames because of the history behind and, it. And typically, minor league teams, if you're looking at odd, there's there's some sort of storyline that's associated with, right? Correct. The town they're in, involved in, yeah. maybe a famous person who isn't part of the ownership, whatever Correct. that is. Whatever it is. Um, and a lot of them have name contests. Yes. You that's know? Why I know the, the number two on my list name came from a name the team contest. Right. So I'll let you kick it off with number five of your My minor number league. Five. Let's go down to Montgomery, Alabama, Shuck. The Montgomery Biscuits is what I've got as listed number five. On my list. Uh, the Montgomery Biscuits, by the way, are a double-A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. And during games, they actually shoot out biscuits, biscuits. Yep. from <laughs> from cannons. <Yep. laughs> they actually shoot biscuits out. Like a potato gun type thing and then correct. shoot it. Like a, like a t-shirt gun. Yes, instead, correct. Of, instead of shooting t-shirts out in this crowd, <laughs> they shoot biscuits. They do. And yes. that came from a Name the Team contest. Yes. most I think all of mine did, probably. So, uh, my number five is a former... Um, Blue Jays affiliate, and that's how I first came to know them uh, when Graham Spraker and and uh, David Jacobs played for them. Mm-hmm. For two former QU guys, but that would be the Lansing Lugnuts. Yeah, love the nickname. Yeah, love the nickname. They are uh, now a high A affiliate of the Oakland A's, and that's Lansing, Illinois. No, that's Lansing, Michigan. Oh, it is Lansing, Michigan. So, I thought they were part. Are they part of the Midwest League? Uh, no. I'm thinking of a different Lansing team yeah. then. So, but the Lansing L- Lugnuts. Cool stuff. Yeah. So that's my number five. Yeah. Number four. My number four is uh, we're going to go up to Connecticut for this one. Um, it is the Hartford Yard Goats. Oh, yard Goats. The Yard Goats. Love it. Yes. They are a double-A affiliate of the Colorado Rockies, and their logo, Shuck, actually has a goat eating a baseball bat. Love it. <laughs> Does it get any better than that? No, it doesn't. Right. That's fantastic. My number four, we go to Virginia. Okay. For a double A affiliate of the San Francisco Giants. And that would be the Richmond Flying Squirrels. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and their logo is a flying squirrel. Correct. So, again, a flying squirrel. You know, you can catch anything in the outfield if you're a flying squirrel, right? Yes, of course. You're fast and you can catch anything. And you can fly. Correct. I mean, so, geez. No, no ball's going to fall. Acorns to eat. There you go. Uh, they may make my list later on. By the way, um, number three on mine. We're going to go to West Texas for this one. This is the Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> the Sod Poodles. Um, apparently, there is a, a prominence of prairie dogs in West Texas, and a Sod Poodle is uh, sort is, of a, is, is a slang for a prairie correct. dog. Is a slang for okay. a prairie dog. I was going to ask. There I, you go. Did not know what a sod poodle was. Amarillo sod poodles. Double A of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Very nice. My number three, uh, we're going to Tennessee for a double A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. Maybe my favorite ball cap of the minor leagues as well. The Chattanooga Lookouts. Love, you know, the the red ball cap with the two eyeballs on it. The only one that, that compares for me would be the Quad City River Bandits. With the the baseball with the bandana on it, correct. Love love that. That's that good logo. actually have that ball cap in my truck right now. Yeah. So, um, but yes, Chattanooga Lookouts. Love love the name. Love the logo. 
Just think it's fantastic. Yep, my number two is the same as your number four, I believe. I've got the Richmond Flying Squirrels. I mean, they, they've got there on my my list at number two. My number two is comes off your list as well. Yeah. The Montgomery Biscuits. <laughs> what a great name. It is. Just be, and the, random. Thing, the fact that it is so random that there's no reason. So it wasn't like there's a big, like there's a biscuit factory in Montgomery right, or, right. or there's a hometown, you know, restaurant that's known for biscuits and everybody from the South goes to Montgomery, Alabama for biscuits. Yeah. It's just, it's random. It's neat. And as of right now, that's where Graham Spraker is supposed to start his season with the Tampa Bay Rays. That's who he was assigned to when he signed with the Rays was the Montgomery Biscuits. Good. I like that. So, uh, My number one, we're going to go to, um, and I don't even remember where this is from. Uh, actually, no, it is the Alabama again. This is the AA affiliate of the Angels. It's the Rocket City Trash Pandas. The trash pandas are my number one, Chuck. And by the way, uh, if you didn't know what a trash panda is, it is a raccoon that emerges from a trash can. (laughs) And on their Twitter bio, Chuck, their Twitter bio says, yes, this is our real name. That's their Twitter bio. So it's the trash pandas of Rocket City. What a great name. You just, you would have never, no one would have thought of that. That's fantastic. I go with my number one to the double-A affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers, and we're going to Mississippi for this one, Biloxi. The Biloxi Shuckers. Oh, well <laughs> and, done. And, and their their logo is an oyster, you know, with eyeballs and Correct. stuff, because, you know, the Shuckers are yes. shucking oysters. So Correct. The, the Biloxi Shuckers. And I got to give a shout-out to my boy Andy Martinez. The Martian, yes, former former uh, Quincy University student, former part you know Harold Wig employee of mine back in the day. Um, now works for the Marquee Network, which uh, covers the Chicago Cubs. Um, but he and his now wife, girlfriend at the time, uh, were on a on a road trip and went to a Biloxi Shuckers game, and he brought me back a Biloxi Shuckers ball cap and ball. Isn't that cool? Yep, still have it. Still have it. Well done. Yes. So the Biloxi Shuckers. You were sitting around Keep the other day, and you just saw that, and you're like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do top five minor league. No, that actually games. just popped in my head last night. Did it? Yeah. I was just. I like that one. Yeah. That was a good one. It was one. fun to go research and find names. Yeah, wasn't it? You know? Like, I went with ones I kind of knew off the top of my head. Yeah. But then I thought, okay, am I missing anybody? So I did some research, and I would not have come up with the flying squirrels had I not done my research. I don't know about the sod poodles. I mean, I you know. Biscuits. Yeah. You know, there's the uh, Albuquerque isotopes. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Saw that one. Um, there, there's some really cool ones. There's some really good ones. Yeah. Out there's there. the white caps up in Michigan. Yep. You know, there's, you know, there's, you could go up and down the list. Oh, minor there's league so names are great. They are. Tennessee Smokies. Yeah. And then, but, but then you got like the Cubs organization South Bend Cubs, Iowa Cubs. I'm like, come on. Boring. Boring. Yeah. Again, it's the Cubs organization. What do you expect? <laughs> Good point, Chuck. However, I can't I can't disparage the Cubs. Riley Martin's pitching in the Cubs organization, yep. so I can't. Gotta gotta If he makes it to the big leagues, I've said I will buy a Cubs hat. You will? Oh I will. come on. I will. Only, only, only if he makes it Next to the big thing you're going to tell me is you're going to buy a Kansas shirt. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, gosh. Don't even say those what words. What are you doing? You're killing me No, because we've had local athletes go to that hated school. <laughs> there ain't no way in Hades that I'm ever doing that. I hope not. <laughs> you know why all the trees in Missouri lean to the west, right? Why is that? Kansas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Isn't it? 
I it's almost it. NCAA tournament time. It's there's. It is. You're right. Correct. There, I will not write that school's name on my bracket, no matter what. I know you won't. You never have. Nope. Yeah. One time. It was now three years ago, when my brother passed away. Yeah. In, in honor of him, because he would always give me grief for not doing it. Right. I did it that year in honor of him. That was the one and only time. One and only time. It will never happen again. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever. One of my favorite stories you told me was when Norm Stewart would stay on the Missouri side. When yep. they'd go play Kansas, they'd stay on the Missouri side at their yep. hotel and eat their food. They wouldn't spend a dollar. Wouldn't spend a dollar in, in Kansas. Kansas. That's right. <laughs> No gas, you know. No, nothing. Got to gas up the bus in, on the Missouri side before you <laughs> go to Lawrence. Yep. Isn't that fantastic? I, I mean, that's love taking it. that rivalry to a oh, whole nother fantastic. level. Fantastic. Just love it. Just not the same. It not is, being in the same conference is just not the same. It isn't. I know it's still a rivalry, and I still there's still the hatred there and and all that, but it's just not the same. No, it's not. Especially and there's no now. SEC school I hate. Like like there's just no fervor there to really hate. One of those schools. Yeah, it's too bad. It's taken away that the luster. And I know they're playing again, and maybe someday it'll get back to where it maybe. was. But for now, the, the 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 same feel of growing up and despising them and just circling that date on your calendar right. is, has gone away. It has. It has. Well, dude, that was fun. That was good. Love the top five this week. That, that was, was a great. good choice, Shuck. That was great. By the way, Shuck is the one that comes up with all these creative top fives, not me. So... Credit to you, because these are fun to do. Again, if you have a top five you want us to, to talk about, to rank, let us know. Hit us up. Sports at MuddyRiverNews.com, at Shuck Sports on Twitter. Again, I threw out my cell number. Yeah. You can hit me up that way. More, you know, anytime. That and the song. We need a jingle. We need yeah. it. Yeah, we need our theme. We need a theme song. Right. We need somebody to write us a specific theme song for us for the Muddy River Breakdown. Preferably with some instrumental music behind it oh, not yeah. just the lyrics not, we need it all yeah mm. who knows maybe we'll get one stranger things have happened spring sports really kick off next week so yeah. we'll talk more about that good deal. teams to watch and teams to look forward to teams that could make a state title run we'll, we'll talk about that next week and then we're going to get geared up because we're going to do an opening day podcast can't wait and we might have some other people to join us in here for that sure uh, we might have some hot dogs and some popcorn, and we're gonna go the Josh Houchins route. We might have God rest to rest his soul. We, we might have George to Foreman in, out here in honor of uh, Hooch. Yeah, might have to do that. Excellent, but could be fun. It'll be before you know it. It's 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 still March. I mean, it's not an April opening day anymore. No, I know it's crazy. Yeah, but it's it's nice. We're as we're sitting here recording this, look outside, and the sun's out. We're starting to feel like spring. Yeah, so should be a lot of fun. We're both baseball guys, so yes, should be a lot of fun. It's that time of the year, man. Thanks Being outside's fun. Yeah, thanks for coming in. You bet, man. For Ben Marth, I'm Matt Shugman. This has been another episode of the Muddy River Breakdown.